As the great independent director, Mr. Werner Herzog, once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. Hello, and welcome to Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. I'm Barbecue Benjamin. Joining me is... Chicken Twisties Jacoby. And we got some lists for you to listen to. Our annual, much anticipated for all of our yes. loyal listeners. Yes, list. our list. These are the best things that we think, which means it's the only things that are good. Yes. Thank you. Um, we will be talking about <laughs> films, TV, games. We won't be talking about music, even though it was a insanely great year for music. Because I don't know anything about music. People I, I, talk I, about I, the B flats and the C sharps, and I don't know what those I, mean. I, I feel like I have the lexicon to talk about. Like I, I can talk about film, TVs, games. I don't have the lexicon to talk about like literature or music. Even though the I music like is like. Is it a banger? And that's all I can tell you. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, I, I, don't have the, <laughs> I don't have the critical language to talk about. No. Or understanding, yes. really. I but, like what they did with that flute. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Exactly. Um, but I guess overall, Ben, what did you think of 2021? Both in art and both as just a general year. <laughs> you know, it was another year. It happened. We're here now. Okay. You know, it... <laughs> it it is what it is, you know. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about it in that Fair regard, but like, you know, just yeah, I can talk about what I liked and what I didn't like. But you know, like as an overall, yeah, I I find it very arbitrary to loop a year of art in with itself because of just like production yeah, yeah, cycles yeah. and stuff. Like, it doesn't yeah. really like is was July to July any different from? <laughs> January to December, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, actually, like, this July, to, if we're talking about art, yeah, but what I mean July is like, July. what I mean is just like, I know, I know. Where you put your cut off, like we're doing that now for like the end of the year, but like it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't change much for me, you know. Yeah, we haven't seen or played or watched everything. No, it's just impossible. So you know, because it's kind of a futile task to try and catch up on literally everything. Because yeah. There's been more film, TV, <laughs> yeah. and games releases this year than literal than the, that we could play than the literal yeah, like hours in the decade. I'm probably. pretty sure like every year there's more and more stuff comes out than the year before. Like, yeah. It's probably a record breaking year every year. I gotta say, for me, this was probably my favorite year for film and games. And I didn't watch a whole lot of TV because I was kind of time constrained. But it's interesting because this is my favourite year in quite a long time for, you know, being immersing myself in the arts. But it's also probably the once I like kind of put everything of what I've watched, played, and seen down. It was probably the least amount of titles I've actually, you know, yeah, immersed myself immersed myself into in like quite some time. So I don't know. Maybe there's a correlation between that, or maybe it was. I'll just. In, there's just so much shit that I only wanted to see the stuff I was like legit interested in. Nice. Yeah. Well, I think we should waste no more time and start getting in to our lists. Yep. The first one we're going to be doing is television. Yes. Television of 2021, but we're for each one of these lists, we're going to be doing a 
a couple of uh, extra categories to begin with before we start the countdown. Yep. Which are going to be our favorite new discoveries, not from 2021. Yep. And then we're going to be talking about our most disappointing slash least favorite thing that ha- we got from this yep. medium that year. And then we're going to do our list. So, Jacob. Yep. In terms of television, what was the thing that you watched this year that didn't come out this year that you enjoyed the most? Um, this is the only category I didn't have a title for that because I honestly don't... I ha- I've not kept track of what I've watched in TV. Okay. But I guess... You're I'm, not on Serialist? I joined it. <laughs> I actually have a, almost half of the followers I have on Letterboxd because I don't really plug my letterbox that much, weirdly. Yeah. But... I also have not logged a single thing on Serialized. Okay, fair enough. I, but I guess I'll talk about it later because it was something on my top five list I watched all previous seasons this Including the new one. Okay. Including the new one. So okay, yeah. that would probably be it, but I want to save that for later. Okay. What about yourself, Benjamin? I well, know, oh, I think I know what it well, is. Well, I mean, like, everybody and their mother watched The Sopranos this year. It was my first time ever going through the entire thing. It's as great as everyone says it is. You know, I, don't yeah. have, I don't have much to else to say about it. I watched it about over three months, so about an episode a day, and then I think it was a really nice way to watch it. Yep. What I will say about it is that before I watched it, people have been talking about this bloody ending of this bloody show for 14 years already. Yep. I knew that it cut to black and people were like, oh, Tony's dead or whatever. David Chase is a genius because he has an audience that thinks that they've outsmarted him, but the joke is on them because David Chase knows that it doesn't fucking matter whether or not Tony is dead in that moment. Like, it doesn't matter. And all these people have just worked themselves up for the, over the last 15 years thinking yeah. that they've outsmarted this man when at the end of the day... He basically just said, fuck you to all your theories. Well, and, I mean, yeah. what, what gets to the ending about me, it's been so long since I've watched the series, yeah. but what I always interpreted the ending was it's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter if Tony dies or not. If he doesn't it, die, then it, he's going to die it, it's, another it's, time. It's the fact yeah. he, he has to look over his shoulder for the rest of his life. Yeah. And he knows that every moment literally could be his last. If he's not going to, like, it, it's just, he's not in any more danger then than he has been in any of the other episodes or he could be in the near future. Like, it's just... That's just what his life is going to be moving forward and that's where the story ends and it doesn't matter whether he died then, died five years later. It doesn't matter. Somehow survived. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, But the point is, it's just like... These people think that they've outsmarted this guy who's just basically told them that their theories don't matter. And I think it's hilarious. Yeah. All right, yeah. so should we move on to most disappointing? Most disappointing um, is related. Um, yeah. I'm going to lump in the many sense of Newark with this because yeah. <laughs> the reason why I watched The Sopranos was like, oh, the movie's coming out, might as well watch it. I think the many sense of Newark is a great script that was directed by Alan Taylor. <laughs> and, you know, like I, just, I think David Chase had like the right idea with what he w- he wrote and what the film is trying to do. I just think on an execution level level it just it just didn't do it for me you know yeah yeah so what about you well this is a weird one because i honestly think it's overall a pretty good season of tv yeah and this might be a scathingly hot take oh wow can i guess 
I, I think I know Succession? What he's, no. Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> it, no, absolutely not. <laughs> well, that was like, like, my heart was like, oh. <laughs> but, no, it, it, it is Sex Education Season 3. Oh, yeah, no, that's, yeah. Because I, look, I wasn't going to, I'm not going to pretend that the first two seasons of the show are like masterpieces or anything. Yeah. But I think... For me, I was very—I thought it was a very well written show that I was really invested in all the characters. Well, I think it resisted falling into cliche, or mm. if it worked within the tropes, it worked against it in a nice. As way. I said in our review, like yeah. it just feels like it's treading water at this point. Where like that's what I mean. yeah, it just and it's it covered a lot of the same ground that season two did, and it just mm. I feel like you know like it, it does have enough steam now to finish on a season four but like it can't go beyond that no i I agree but it was and i don't typically mind the whole certain characters ending the season where they started it basically in fact i think that can be actually quite a meaningful thing but the the otis and mave thing which the show in in the season in the first half it put itself into a corner yeah because otis and ruby the chemistry between those characters and those actors completely just I wasn't like I wasn't like fully like against Otis and Maeve before but now I'm just like Otis and Ruby are evidently the better like characters to watch together yeah but I, I don't know if I did I say this in the review where at this point I just want Otis and Maeve to leave everybody else alone yeah, that's what <laughs> and, I mean. and just like just stop fucking everyone around no, but, but, but that, that, that's what I mean just like just leave them alone have everyone else be happy and then they can be miserable together. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's just like, you know, I understand the whole point of it was we're meant to sympathize with Ruby more this season and yeah. be heartbroken when she's heartbroken. But yeah. it, it just got to the point where like after that happened and anything with Otis and Maeve, I was just kind of over. Yeah. Is this how people who watch Euphoria talk about it? <laughs> Must be. Yeah. <laughs> Euphoria is the show I, I've only watched like opening episodes of the first season. Um, Euphoria is a show that I much rather like watching through tweets about it <laughs> than I imagine how it would be to watch fully because it's like, what is this show? Yeah. But yeah, look, I don't know. Sex Education Season 3, it was like, it was more than just Oreos and Maeve, but it was just like, I don't know. I felt like it was, as you said, treading water and I feel like the spark... Yeah, that the first two seasons had just kind of lost. Anymore. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess we'll go get straight up into our top five. Yeah, do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I think you go first. Let's let's go in turns, just okay, one yeah. after the other. Do you want to do a snake order? Well, snake order. So I go five, you go five, and then you go four, and I go four, but yep. then I go three. Yep. Snake order. Nice. Yep. So. Yep. Number five for me is Mayor of Easttown. Mayor of Easttown starring Kate Winslet. Um, I think one of the writers on... Was it Chernobyl created it? I can't remember. I should probably look that up. <laughs> um, but um, I, I am partial to a detective show. Yes. I, um, I just think they're like, you know... When it comes to like a murder mystery, you're following like a... The, Two dedicated cop who's, you know, alienating people around them to get the say yeah, the yeah. case solved. It's been done to death, but like when it's done well, I just it's it's easy, fun viewing, 
And I, I don't want to say Mayor of Easttown is elevated in any way, like in air quotes that people like to use that word, but it's like everything works on just such a, like, it's like a likable level yeah. where a lot of people have been comparing this to True Detective, which I don't think is a comparison at all, where like True Detective is like, it's very alienating to the characters, yeah. but Caitlin's it's great in it. Supporting cast is all great. Um, the thing that holds it back most for me is it is just, um, this is too, too many twists. Yes. It's, it just keeps reveal after reveal after reveal when I'm just like, like w- there was enough before yeah. where it's just like, I, I think that's the problem with a lot of these shows where they're just like, oh, there's another layer and it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I don't have much more to say about it. It's, it's a fun watch. Um, I kind of hope it doesn't um, have a second season because I yep. hate it when they make a limited series, an ongoing series. Yep. But um, I just looked it up. Sorry, it's Brad Inglesby. He did yep. The Way Back with Ben Affleck. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't know why I thought Chernobyl. I'm, I think it was something else. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, so Jacob, what is your number five television series of the year? I'm honestly quite shocked this is this low, but... I think you should leave season two. Look, we talked about this before. The first season of I think you should leave is a masterpiece. Yeah, this one's pretty much near the near, if not on the same level as it. It's just a very just hilarious, inst- like instantly iconic, you know, collection of like skits that don't outstay their welcome, and it's just like it feels like a writer who had had like a bunch of writers who would like had all their best skit ideas just kind of culminate well, just in like a really beautiful tight package. This but isn't with, on my list, so I want to oh, talk about really? it as well. Well, wow. this is going to be a running theme that you're going to hate this. I've kind of like formed my lists around stuff that I know that you're going to have on yours. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do I, I want to talk about more things. I understand, uh, yeah, but, but you know. You're giving true, them the praise, but like. Be, tr- be true to yourself. <laughs> I, I am being true to myself. Um, <laughs> but... This is a fantastic show. Yes. And as you're saying, with the ideas of the skits, it feels like somebody, like they, they've, the writers have gone out to lunch and one person said, hey, what if I put my hot dog in my sleeve and ate it like this? You know, like, <laughs> and then they write an entire sketch around it. It's well, just like, yeah. yeah but but yeah. like, I think what I think You Should Leave specifically does well is it always is about outsiders and people who yeah. don't know quite how to act within society which yeah. like which is the title of it, uh, you know, i know yeah, yeah but yeah. i but this season what i think is most notable about notable about is how much more melancholy it is not yeah. to say that like the last season didn't have those moments but almost pretty much every episode in this has like a moment where it's like legitimately like oh and if if you don't know what i'm talking about just google the haunted house sketch it's, it's the first thing they posted on youtube but like it's, I think that's like a a good thesis statement for the entire yeah. season. No, I, like, yeah. I, I honestly would say I think the ending of it's very underrated. Yes. With the piercing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> information video and the guy who talks... Yeah. <laughs> the middle-aged man who talks about <laughs> sitting there what, thinking of his whole life being watched over. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, the show is sort of a... Cosmic gumbo. <laughs> <laughs> look, it, it, look it, it, it's, it's instantly iconic. What yeah, can I say? Yeah. Anyway, Jacob, what's your number four? Uh, uh, A snake uh, order. Okay. Yeah. 
My number four is something I've been telling Ben to watch for a long time now. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe he has. Mm-hmm. It is Channel 5 News with Andrew Callahan. Formerly known as All Gas No Breaks. Okay, um, dear audience... He has never mentioned this show to me one time in his entire life. This is... No, no, no. That is an absolute bullshit statement. You've never told me to watch this once. What are you talking about? All gas no breaks. (laughs) Have you not heard me talk about all gas? No. I swear, I've been... I've told you about it so many times. I have a shirt of it. All gas no breaks. Andrew Callan. It's the YouTube series. Okay. You have not mentioned this to me. No, once. I have. You just haven't listened to me, apparently. <laughs> no. I am. What? I've been. <laughs> like, like, I'm not trying to like fuck with you here, but like, I'm not I, trying to fuck with you. I've legitimately never heard of this in my entire life. Can, well, tell you... me about it. Like, why should I watch it? Okay. So, <laughs> formerly known as All Gas No Breaks. Yeah. Um, before there was a rights issue with the with one of the co-owners of that yeah. trademark. Andrew Callahan from that fame decided to be like, you know, fuck this. I'm not the the one of the co-owners he got into a deal with early kind of fucked him over. So I was like, let's just relaunch this YouTube channel. Yeah. With Channel 5 News. And what it is, is it's a... <laughs> Andrew Callahan, most of the time, there, ha- there are co-hosts, driving around America, going from political events, to, like anti-vax rallies, to... <laughs> oh, so the Daily so- Show segment with that guy who... No, okay, but, but he, he, okay, let, hear me out. It goes from comedic to stuff like the like the rap festival, <laughs> the fish concert, like, to, you know, quite serious stuff like um the Derek Chauvin trial verdict, you know, and then to stuff which is serious, but, all, but they find the humour of it, which is like... The Hollywood anti-vax rally. <laughs> um, okay, I'm, 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 I pulled up the YouTube channel here. Yep. Do I just start from the beginning or like, do I jump into the latest I'll, one? Or? I would recommend watching some of All Gas No Breaks first ones. There's no yeah. narrative. You, I get, you can kind of just jump in at any time. Okay. But I would recommend start with one of the more comedic ones. Okay. So the Hollywood anti-vax rally, I would recommend. I, I, I've told you about a moment in that. That I, I I remember this verbatim. I linked it to the group chat and was like, <laughs> and not, look, I, I know no one clicks on my links in the group chat, but like I said, there's a moment at like the ten minute mark, which I know. Oh, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> it's like, which I know you and our friend Tom specifically are going to shit yourselves when you watch it. But anyway. I digress. Okay, so I can see on All Gas No Breaks, Proud Boys Rally. I think that's going to be a fun one to start off with, okay? Yes, yeah, um, but, so yeah, it's... Fourth of July, that looks fun. Florida Man 2, that looks fun. Okay. Yeah, it's... Coronavirus lockdown protest. Okay, I can see how I, w- I would enjoy this. Yes. Um, anyway, it's a... It's probably as funny and insane as it is... It is actually probably the best, I guess, sort of coverage of current American society at the moment in that just capturing perfectly just the mania in its serious and sometimes less serious circumstances with a very unique sense of humour 
very great editing style and I think what Andrew Callahan does and what he's mostly praised for is he literally will just shove someone a mic and just let them spin their own web. Whether that's a good web or a bad web, that's up for the person to decide. Okay. But yeah, it's okay. it's great. Ben, what's your number four? Okay, um, I'm happy that you finally told me to watch that because I, I will. Get I've been that. telling you. What, <laughs> no one just clicks on my links on the group chat. This is just like confirmation that you guys will just look at something I send and like be like, you guys should really watch this, and like just no one does. <laughs> and look, I get it. I send a lot of links, but like this okay. is just confirmation. Of okay. That. Okay. <laughs> we've, okay, we've had that discussion now. Okay, my number four. Yep. Um, it's a surprising one for myself. If you had told me three months ago that one of my favorite shows of the year would be a fucking League of Legends cartoon, <laughs> I would have slapped you. I would have been like, get the fuck out of my face, you crazy person. Arcane, it, it's, it, I don't know how it hooked me in this way, where like, nobody will ever convince me to play League of Legends. I never will. <laughs> But this show, it's just fun. It's like, it's not, like, again, it's not high art, but, like, it's just cool. And it's, in terms of, like, mass entertainment that's not, you know, as the people, this film TikTok will say, the black and white Serbian film told through the eyes of a pigeon or whatever, you know, that meme that's going on. If these people want to watch, you know, these this mainstream fun action IP cinema adventure stuff Arcane's great it's just like the the characters like I didn't think I'd care about these fucking clicky click do your alt you know fucking explosion magic characters I didn't think I'd give a fuck about them but it just you know it's fun Hayley Steinfeld's got a voice in it I recognise that yeah. yeah, it's just fun, you know, like, I don't know. Like, if you, I've been meaning you know, to watch. Yeah, it's like, it's, again, it's not high art. It's not anything that's going to knock your socks off. But at the end of the day, I just, I um, very much enjoyed it beginning to end. Okay, just, and it ends on an annoying, annoying fucking cliffhanger that I can't stand that they ended it that way. Okay. Okay. Amazing. Now, okay. So, so back good. to my number three. Yes. Jacob. Yes. Let me tell you a story about the kooks and the pogues. <laughs> I knew this was coming. I knew oh, this was man. coming. I, look, in about three weeks, Tom Holland is going to be desecrating one of my favorite video game franchises playing a young Nathan Drake. But do you know who plays it better? Chase Stokes playing the leader of the pogues. <laughs> John B. His name is John B. This show is so stupid. It's um, <laughs> it's 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 a young adventure Indiana Jones Uncharted. We're, my dad's a historian. We're looking for pirate treasure in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Like it's nothing. Again, like it, it's nothing that's high art. It's fun. It's just it's silly. It's funny. It's got a very like vulgar or tourist aesthetic <laughs> to it where it's just it's just like it's so so self-serious that it's just ridiculously fun and i'm upset that you didn't end up watching it after my episode 
trying to explain I, to you I, I, I've been, the story of the Pogues and the Kooks. I've been meaning to get to it. <laughs> yes. Because season three is coming out this year, right? I will... Season two was July in 2020. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Well, I'll, I'll definitely want to catch up on that one. Yeah. It's, it's fun. It's just... Please, Jacob. This, <laughs> I've... I def- there's a recording of me telling you about yeah. this one. There's no recording of you telling me about <laughs> this Channel 5. Yes. <laughs> okay, so like... Uh, I, 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 okay, I'll, there's I'll a recording that. of me telling you to watch this. Jacob, what's your number three? My number three is the continuation of probably the most acclaimed show this year. It is Succession Season 3, which is Jesse Armstrong's third season of his much acclaimed HBO show. Which is essentially, for those who don't know and aren't watching it yet, sort of a riff on the Murdochs and media out, like media owners and a very fucked up family. Look, there's a, we didn't talk about this show on the podcast as a regular episode. I'm sh- I no, we didn't. No, I said we haven't. Oh, I think like, so. <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> but look, it, season three, it's not as great as season two, in my opinion, but. This is still, like, top-tier TV with, like, just probably the, like... I would say, overall, the best show and best ongoing series on TV right now. I will quickly join in because this is my number two. Ooh! Um, I I agree with everything you said. I think the overall season... I thought it was going to be your number one. No, it's not. Um, The overall season, I think, is not as strong as season two. I do think it's got the best finale of the entire series, though. Where, like... Mm. Um, I agree with you. Yeah, like... Season 2 is very much firing on all cylinders throughout the entire season. Yep. Season 3 is a lot of table setting for the finale. Yes. And it's, it's a different way to do TV, where, like, a lot of shows <coughs> choose one or the other, and, like, this season did it the other yeah. way. And... One looking back on it, on the stuff that I didn't like throughout the season as I was watching it, yeah. with basically everything that Tom says leading up to the finale, yeah. it all comes just you know like it merges together in such a perfect way that like it's like the entirety of Twitter thought they outsmarted the show before the finale. Yeah, and look, Jesse Armstrong, like he's just. He, he, he's he struck gold in a way that like you know it's just yeah fun and I will I, I, one last thing I want to say about it yeah is you know a lot of most of the acclaim of the show's acting has gone to Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong rightfully so but I Matthew think McFadden. Mc, yeah. Matthew McFadden in yeah. he's always been great but in season three especially yeah I would have to give it that my Greatest performance of the year across any media. Yeah, he's he's, he's the biggest snub in all every award season. Like it's he is unbelievable. Ph- he is yeah. phenomenal. He yeah. my favorite performance in a TV show since Karl McLaughlin in Twin Peaks: The Return. I think he is just doing mm. extraordinary, unparalleled work here. Yeah, like he he was always a comic relief character in the first couple seasons. Well, I think the show is a comedy. Yeah. Like it's like, but like he's especially been the the levity in the scenes. And, and he still is. In he is. But like to see him work on a whole other layer. Yeah. 
while still maintaining that is yeah. is unbelievable to watch. Yes, the, yeah. the, the the moments when he's um talking about how he's like sort of submitted to going to jail. Yes, it's hilarious. It's heartbreaking. Yes, but you, but it's also quite brilliant character work. Yeah, at the same time, and Matthew McFadden just really yeah. fucking like annihilated that performance. He yeah. he was fantastic. Mm. All right, who's next now that you? Sort well, of it's your snake order, so it will be your number two as well. All right, so. My number two, then honorable mentions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought we'd do number one, then on okay. honorable mentions. Yeah. Okay. So my number two, uh-huh. my top two, I swapped them around a lot. Okay. Um. In fact, I swapped them around literally as we were having lunch today. Okay. So it could change, but my number two of. 2021. Stop saying number two. <laughs> is the Underground Railroad. Okay. Barry Jenkins miniseries, which somehow got fuck all marketing. And while it was great, greatly critically acclaimed, and most people who watched it acknowledge how great it was, it somehow flew under the radar completely. And it really was just quite a astonishing beautiful heart-wrenching series um yeah look barry jenkins one of our greatest directors i don't think we can say anything he's just so tender yeah compared to like there's a lot of his work has brutality in it yes but it's like seen from the people who love the people yeah that it's being done to and it's just it's, it's such a, like a, mm. it's a, a perspective that he leans into yeah. to unbelievable effect. I, I couldn't, because yeah. this is, I forgot who, uh, the, the it's based name. on a novel. Yeah. I know it's based on a novel, I forgot who the author of it was, but I can imagine a TV, TV adaptation of that being done by pretty much almost anyone else could have been quite bad. Yes. And really could have veered into... Colson Whitehead. Colson Whitehead. But Barry Jenkins, he... Look, you got one of our greatest filmmakers adapting this. And it's an astonishing, pretty much masterpiece. Mm. So, yeah, Ben. This was going to be in my honourable mentions because I started watching it last week, actually. But I've only watched about three episodes, so I can't really say from beginning to end. Yes. But, like... I, if it's going at the rate it's going right now, all the way to the end, yeah. it would probably it, it beat out, out out of banks and arcade. I'll tell you that much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Ben, you're number one. Number one. Yep. Um, I might get a little bit of ridicule for this, but my number one show of the year is Midnight Mass. I loved. Midnight Mass. I have been a fan of Mike Flanagan for a while now. And um, just in terms of a piece of horror fiction that takes its time and doesn't feel the need to go boo every five minutes and just really just... It like builds up tension while still showing you all the cards he has in his hand. He's he's not presenting it as a mystery. Like when you see people in old age makeup, he's not trying to hide that it's an actor. Like he's, he's, he's showing you all the cards, 
but he's still building up tension and yeah. just it's this great character work across the board and I know everybody likes to make fun of these monologues <laughs> myself included I like the monologues okay <laughs> I'm sorry I am sorry people who think they're better than monologues these are just actors delivering these speeches very well and I, I was invested in it and I didn't even realise I was being monologued to until all you people on Twitter started complaining about it okay I'm sorry I enjoy it and um, <laughs> I just I I will be excited for whatever long form horror series Mike Flanagan can make at Netflix because the guy is just is putting out horror content like nobody else I know the content word is frowned upon but like when it comes he's he's putting it out at an unbelievable rate like yes. it's it's I love this show and I love the monologues yep. absolutely Jacob yep what is your number one television show of the year do you have any idea what this is um I thought Underground Railroad was going to be a number one so I've actually I've blocked out anything else well my number one of the year is what we do in the shadow season three. Oh. So this was the show, its first two seasons I watched for the first time in 2021. Um, you, you gave me all the clues. <laughs> yeah. Um, it really... I'm a big fan of the film, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi's one, and Jermaine Clement is, of those two, is the one mostly involved with the TV series, though Taika Waititi does appear and direct some episodes. When this TV show was announced... I was so like, oh, I don't want an American remake of a really good New Zealand comedy film. And even though I heard it was very good, and I liked all of the cast members involved with it and all the writers, I put it off until this year. And look, what we have here is we have possibly, since it's always sunny in Philadelphia, the greatest American sitcom chemistry <laughs> Of any actors, you know, we the Laszlo Nadja, <laughs> you know, the, Colin Robinson, Guillermo, like, I just know Matt Berry's in yeah, it, so well, well, I don't know well, who's well, in it, yeah. You have Matt Berry <laughs> as one part of half of like a hypersexual <laughs> vampire couple. This show, I, I don't really want to talk about it to those who haven't seen it, but. The way season two lent into it and the way the show constantly evolves dramatically without you necessarily realising what, do- what it's doing until quite late into the game. It's pretty staggering stuff. It is hilarious. The chemistry is fantastic. Um, it is... Season three is actually surprisingly quite heartbreaking. But no, it is my favourite series of 2021. I think it was a show I really needed when it was there. Okay. So, Jake, do you want to get into any uh, honourable mentions? There were only two series I had, which... Yep. I watched a fair bit of TV this year. Most of it I found good, but not yep. great. But for my honourable mentions, I'm talking about stuff that I feel like missed out. Yep. My first, the first thing on the list that I think missed out was Only Murders in the Building. Okay, yeah. Which, you know, came to many people as, like, the big surprise of the year. 
you know, it's not masterful. It's I'm not saying some of the all the writing's great, but you've just got a really fun like trio of like lead lead actors just doing a fun little mystery comedy there. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah. I just as soon as something's on Disney Plus, I'm less inclined to watch. Fair it. enough. Well, it's a Hulu yeah. original. Okay, well, technically, yeah. welcome to Australia, right? But, <laughs> Disney Plus. But my second yeah. honorable mention is Midnight Mass. Okay, which, nice, thanks. Like, yeah. I thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well there. Yeah. Um, which look, I I have some issues with it, and I'm I'm not against the whole long monologues as a concept. Yeah, I just think some of them weren't done very well. And look, I think it's a nice, fun, creepy. And very thoughtful and emotional yeah. series. And I, yeah, I really liked it. Probably, from what I've seen of his works, probably my favourite from Mike Flanagan. Yeah. Ben, what are your honourable mentions? Um, well, my honourable mentions are less stuff that I think missed out on my top five and more stuff that I just relatively enjoyed. Like, I'm not yeah. um, going to say that these could have made it in my top five. Yeah. It, but, like, Ted Lasso Season 2, like, I yeah. think this suffered a lot the same as Succession. Did this season where um, a lot of people turned on the show because they didn't know what it was doing before the finale. Yes. Where um, there's one character in particular that had a bit of a... um, Character shift. Character shift and it was all... It all culminated at the end and I think... um, Same thing was I enjoyed watching the season less than I did... Than than I did when I looked back on it after... I've seen everything. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to a Marvel property. I was going to, uh, this was actually, I was yeah. going to. Um, Loki. Loki, I think the last episode does fall into the Marvel failings for me where everything's there to set up another thing. Yep. But even though this is setting up stuff for the wider Marvel universe, it also is concerned with its own story at the well, end. Dr- yeah. dramatically works for yeah. Yeah, the story yeah. it's telling. Um, I just I think it's the most TV-like of the Marvel TV shows, where it's not just a four-hour movie. Yeah. And um, I, I think Tom Hiddleston and... Um, what's her name? Uh, <laughs> Sophie D'Amato. It's Sophie yeah. D'Amato. Um they're great in the show and you know like I always in seeing enjoy seeing um uh, Owen Wilson mm-hmm. do stuff and yeah just overall D- D- very D- Martino, sorry. D- D- Martino, sorry yeah um Jacob yes what is your most anticipated TV show of 2022 obviously it's Barry season 3 obviously 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 I am very excited for Barry season three, but what's yours? You know what? Earlier, you said the best ongoing television series. Oh, Succession is Succession. Yes, I've been. Oh, too- Better Call Saul. Yeah, Better Call Saul season six. It's the final <laughs> season. It's the final season of the best ongoing show on TV. Um, seasons one through three. I can see why it took a lot of people to really latch onto the show and the characters because it is a lot slower and a lot more yeah like deliberately paced than Breaking Bad is but seasons four and five of this show are just Breaking Bad levels of just 
moving and pulp fiction of just like it's just I think it, it's at this point I think it's a better show than Breaking Bad wow and if season 6 is as good as seasons 4 and 5 um is is just going to be one of the all time great shows and I know it will never be as popular as Breaking Bad is but I think it deserves at least the same acclaim and um all I can say is out of like every acting category on this show, it's an absolute tragedy. None of them have ever won an award for it. And now there's even more annoying things with it. Cause there's so many supporting character, supporting characters that each deserve a supporting actor award. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm, I'm forever gobsmacked at how good this show is. Amazing. Yes. Anyway, that has also been... just one okay. thing. Oh, okay, yeah. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to give one special honorable mention. Oh, okay. To the first two episodes of One Division, <laughs> <laughs> which, which to me was the point where I was like, maybe, maybe they've learned their lesson with Marvel. Maybe they'll really just go for it now. And they, the first two episodes they did. And then, the, then it was undone by the rest of the series. Well, the thing is with that is that I think you and I both saw that coming. Like yeah. you mentioned earlier before we started recording that one division would be a good thing for most disappointing of the year. Yes. But I objected to that well, saying, how can it be disappointing when it went the exact way I thought it was going well, to? That, that, that's yeah. why it didn't yeah. go to my most yeah. disappointing because it was something I was, it gave me a glimmer of hope Yeah, that the biggest franchise in the world would actually start to be fucking interesting again. <laughs> um, which they achieved it through Loki. Yeah. Um, but even though I think the high points of one division are better than Loki, one division really fucking yeah. took a dive episode three afterwards, where it just became another Marvel show with TV coating. Yes. All right, moving on. <laughs> 